Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's going on, everybody? Ellie here. Lincoln Financial Field, the site of the Eagles. Amazing 27-24 win over the Giants. I've been on the beat for five years now. I was here at the Snow Bowl game. I mean, I've seen some pretty amazing wins. This is one of those games where when I'm 50 and 60 and I'm talking to my kids, I'll be able to say I was there. The Eagles win today on an amazing 61-yard field goal by kicker Jake Elliott. End the Giants season, improve their record from 2-2-1. I mean... I don't even know where to begin. That was it was crazy, and it's amazing the momentum shift in even the press box from the feeling you got in the stadium from before the kick to after. Yeah, Elliot, that fourth quarter it really felt like the Eagles were trying to give the game away to the Giants. You had the Zach Ertz fumble, you had the fourteen mm-hmm. unanswered points by the Giants. Then all of a sudden, Carson Wentz puts together a nice drive. He's three of seven, moves the ball down the field. The Eagles tie it up. They get the ball back, and of course, it all sets up another big drive by Wentz. Alshon Jeffrey makes that big catch along the sideline. Next thing you know, Jake Elliott's lining up for a 61-yard field goal when you're thinking, okay, if he misses this, it's no big deal. You go to overtime, you have the home crowd at your back, and then... Bang! He hits a 61-yard field goal, sets the Eagles franchise record, and you said it. This is one of those games that you're going to remember 10, 20, 30 years down the line, particularly if it winds up being a springboard game for the Eagles. You can say that you were there, you covered the game, that Elliott made that 61-yard game winner. And the amazing thing is, like, this is a team last year we saw lose a ton of close games. Uh, As our editor, Kevin Manahan, tweeted to me this week, Wentz is 1-7 in games that were decided by 7 points or less. So they did not win a lot of close games last year. This looked like it was going to be another one of those games. They get up early. They're they're not dominating, but it didn't feel like the Giants had a real chance to win this game. The Eagles go up, I believe it was 14-0. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're losing. They have no momentum whatsoever. I didn't think Wentz played good at all. I thought this was one of the few games where if they would have lost, you could point to, okay, Wentz is the reason they lost. I thought he was he was terrible, even on the game-tying touchdown run. I mean, uh, drive. And even the... Uh, game tying field goal or game winning field goal I didn't think he was that great he had the very nice throw to Alshon but outside of that I thought it was a very rough game for him so for the Eagles to win that game with the way they played with you know the lack of I thought they had a lot of drops Wentz didn't play well they did get the running game going but all the injuries they had for them to win that game against the Giants against a team that really needed it was incredibly impressive to me. Yeah, I thought that Wentz in the fourth quarter really showed me something because he hadn't had that game-winning drive. He hadn't had that game-winning drive where he put the offense on his back right. and led them down the field. And he did it twice. He did it to, to tie the game, and he did it again to set up the game-winning field goal. So I thought that was kind of a defining moment for Carson Wentz. And that throw to Alshon wasn't necessarily an easy throw to make. It was no. a sideline route that Carson hasn't 
been comfortable with of late. He dropped it in there. Alshon made the catch. He stepped out of bounds. Wentz only finished with 176 passing yards today, so not the greatest statistical performance. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, this is an NFC East game. And, and I tried to tell you on Friday during the preview right. show, this wasn't going to be a blowout. These teams are fairly evenly matched. And today, you know, the, the Eagles played the best game, the most complete game I think we've seen them play all season. And it was just enough to get the win. Big win, big character win. But, Elliot, I think we need to talk about that kick a little yeah, bit here because sure. I, I spoke to Jalen Mills after the game, and the first thing he said to me was, I knew he was going to make it. And I said, <laughs> oh, yeah? How do you know that? And he said, well, we've seen him do it in practice. And I guess Doug Peterson sets them up from 55, 60, and 61 and makes him kick it until he makes it. So this is something they've been drilling into Jake Elliott, and a lot of the players had a lot of confidence in him going into that pressure yeah. moment. And Jason Peters said the same thing. He said he knew in his gut that it was going to be good. Everyone was joking about what, what Jake Elliott's going to do tonight. You know I mean? You get the podium game for a kicker. You don't see that very often. So really unreal. I mean, there's the video of Jake Elliott's parents reacting in the stands, which is awesome. So, and again, let's talk about this. I mean, Jake Kelly wasn't even their kicker coming into this season. He's the backup that is only playing because Caleb Sturgis got hurt. So, obviously, this signing, one of the reasons they signed Jake Elliott, the reason he was drafted in fifth round by the Bengals, he was he's inconsistent, but he has a very strong leg. I mean, even earlier in the game when he missed on a kick, you could see that he had the distance. Yep. So, I thought he had a good chance to make it as well, especially just because it seemed like such a crushing way for the Giants to lose. You thought, all right, this is how their season is going to come to an end. But, yeah, the reaction in the locker room from the players was, was crazy. I mean, they on one hand, they expected it. On the other hand, I think there was a sense of relief that they won this game because had they lost, it would have been a crushing defeat. I mean, let's be honest here. Right. I know you said, you know, it didn't end up being a blowout, and it didn't, but they, they were up 14 nothing. I mean, they had this game, I thought, pretty much in control. And then what happened? An untimely turnover with the Zach Ertz fumble, and you gave the Giants some momentum. Huge, huge mistake. And and for three quarters, this defense played at a championship level. They had the fourth down stop down along the one-inch line. They had the fourth down stop in the the red zone later in the game. But the Giants, they really took command of this game in the fourth quarter. And I think that it's quite telling that the Eagles offense was able to gut it out. They were much more balanced today. Corey Clement with his first touchdown run in a huge huge spot in the fourth quarter of this football game and ultimately they drive down the field and Jake Elliott kicks the field goal and it's funny Elliott it's not that he was even the backup on this team he was signed two weeks ago and you think back to where he was last week in Arrowhead Andy Reid calls the timeout ices him right before the the kick at the end of the first half and he misses a 30 yarder misses a 52 yarder wide left this afternoon against the Giants and for a rookie kicker who had been on the practice squad just signed here two weeks ago that can really mess with a kid's psyche and to to pick himself off the canvas and make that field goal that's huge and it's a huge springboard type of a victory for this team and I'll be really interested to see how they carry themselves this week going on the road against LA I know that's a different conversation for another day but the fact that he was able to pick himself up after those two misses and make that kick in the biggest of spots that's a defining moment for him. Really is. Um, another thing is, I mean, you talk about this win. What did we talk about all last week? And really, the fans talked about it. It was the hot topic on sports radio. The Eagles running game. And today, they ran the ball great. 139 rushing yards. They ran it 39 times, which is pretty wild. When you, I think that's probably more than all the running backs had combined coming into this game. LeGarrette Blunt had a huge game. Corey Clement comes up late with that touchdown. So he really, Doug really leaned on the running game today, and they and they... They they got the job done. I mean, with how Wentz how poor Wentz was playing, they don't win that game if they're not if they don't run the ball as well as they did. 193 rushing yards. Now the thing is, everyone's going to say, oh, Doug learned he should rush run the ball. Doug was just taking what the Giants give him. I mean, the Giants have a terrible run defense, and I think that's evident by the fact that the Eagles 
terrible running game, got 193 yards against them. I mean, we'll see if they can do this week in and week out, but at least you saw that when the Eagles needed to run the ball against a bad team, they did have the ability to do it. They controlled the clock today, which obviously helped 37 minutes to just 22. That was a huge deal. And then the Eagles' defensive line. We can talk about the defense yep. later, but just the running game, I mean, that was obviously huge. How encouraged do you think they should be by this? Well, I think it's really interesting because I remember, Elliot, you and I sitting in the FedEx Field press box and you saying that the Eagles won this game in spite of Doug Peterson. Right. I get that feeling today. because See, I, I, think, I don't get that feeling, so well, go ahead. Well, let me just outline yeah, it here for ahead. you real quick. I, I really didn't love the fourth and eight going for it in the second quarter right before halftime. Right. Punt the ball there. You're at the 49-yard line. Bury the Giants. Don't give them the chance to drive down the field. It worked out because the Giants' def- offense wasn't able to score on the Eagles' defense down inside the five-yard line. But you look at that call and you scratch your head. They were running the ball effectively. LeGarrette Blunt was averaging five and a half yards per carry, and he went almost a quarter without a touch. Mm-hmm. You know, up until the final drive of the game or the second to last drive of the game, it had been since six minutes left in the third quarter that LeGarrette Blunt touched the ball. So it was working early. They were running the ball early, and it seemed like Doug kind of got away from Blunt, got away from the running game. It worked out. The kicker bailed him out. Wentz bailed him out on that drive to end the game, but I wasn't particularly impressed with Doug's play calling outside of finding more balance or his personnel choices because he didn't seem to be riding the hot hand, which today happened to be LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, and see, to me that just shows that no matter what Doug, Doug does, some people are going to be upset about that. I mean, look, 39 running attempts today to 31 yep. passes, so he ran the ball more than he passed it. Everyone was begging him to run the ball. Oh, believe me, I'm not criticizing him for the lack of balance. It just feels like within the game he lost a little bit of a feel for the hot hand because when Blunt was on the bench, that's when well, the Giants started the ball. to come back. They still ran the ball effectively, though. I mean, 193 yards. Look, the 4th and 7 or 4th and 8 call, I agree. That was a bad call by Doug. It made no sense. And then it gets it gets made worse by the fact that Wentz gets sacked and you lose 6 yards. You're right, the defense bailed him out. But I like the decision to go for it earlier on 4th and 1 that I believe ended up leading to a touchdown. Yeah, it ended up the LeGarrette Blunt touchdown. And I thought you saw a clear difference today between McAdoo and Doug. I mean, remember, McAdoo is a coach the Eagles wanted. They wanted yep. him over Doug. Yep. Today, Doug beats McAdoo, ends McAdoo's season, essentially. I thought McAdoo made a ton more errors. I mean, going forward on fourth down from the five-inch yard, from, from five inches outside, I know you thought that was a good idea, but look, if they kick that field goal, I mean, I know the game's played out differently, but they maybe. The Eagles don't have a chance to kick that game time field goal, or maybe the game ends up differently. I thought McAdoo made a couple of really poor decisions on go f- going forward on fourth down. Whereas Doug, I agree, look, for maybe five or ten minutes of the game, his play calling wasn't great, and the Giants made that comeback. But he doesn't control the defense, and it was the defense that gave up that long touchdown to uh, Sterling Shepard. Yep. It was Zach Ertz that fumbled the ball. Yep. I mean, they made mistakes outside of Doug. If you want to point to, had the Eagles lost this game, which they didn't, and here we are again talking about Doug in a win, but... If the Eagles had lost this game, I think you could have pointed to Wentz. I think you could have pointed to Ertz. You could have pointed to Schwartz. And you really could have pointed to the fact that this was an undermanned team. I mean, if you look at when they took their first snap against Washington in Week 1, if you look at their defensive starters, today in that second half, they were without Darby, Hicks, Fletcher Cox, yep. McLeod. I mean, they were really a bad. Oh, no doubt. That, def- that defense deserves a ton of credit for what it was able to do today on the, the two fourth down stops and the fact that they came up with some big plays. And you knew that eventually, and it happened on the Brandon Marshall big gain, Rasul Douglas was going to make a mistake. He made a hell of a play on the first interception, but the big gain to Brandon Marshall that set up the Beckham Jr. touchdown, that was a gamble that he lost. That was mm-hmm. a rookie mistake. But I thought Douglas played relatively well overall. You knew eventually that Sterling Shepard was going to get open in the middle when you're starting Chris Maragos at safety. It only happened once. So the defense made a couple of mistakes, but by and large, 
I thought the defense kept them in the game today. I, I thought the defense kept them in this football game from start to finish. And if they would have, you know, given the fact that they did win the game, I think that they deserve a lot of the credit for getting the job done. See, I think if they would have lost this game, or I mean, I think they won. I think I should say this actually. They won this game despite Carson Wentz. I mean, the one thing I will say, and this is what he does a good job of, he doesn't turn the ball over a ton. And you saw Eli on the other hand. Eli, you can argue, you can argue played better. But he had those two interceptions, and that was the difference in the game. Wentz didn't turn the ball over. I mean, we saw how big that Ertz fumble was. So clearly this Eagles team was not in a position where they were up enough or they were enough of a difference between them and the Giants where they could turn the ball over. So at least Wentz did do a good job taking care of the ball. But, yeah, no, I mean, to get back to the defense, I think today was kind of Timmy Jernigan's coming out party. Big he's, time. Played, he's played very well the first two weeks, but he was without question the best player, in my opinion, on that defense today. I mean, he dominated in the run game and the passing game. And when Fletcher Cox not in there, he still got the job done. So I thought Timmy Jernigan played really well, and every week it seems like his what it's going to cost the Eagles to re-sign him next offseason goes up. Yeah, and you think about that second fourth down stop the Eagles made in, in the red zone, and I believe it was the fourth quarter when McAdoo went for it. It was a, a bull rush from mm-hmm. Tim Jernigan right up the middle. He bulldozed into the pocket, forcing Eli Manning to rush his throw, didn't have a chance to plant his feet, and it landed you know, you know, know, haphazardly on the ground in front of Sterling Shepard. If Jernigan doesn't provide that A-gap pressure, that might have been a conversion, and that might have changed the complexion of the game. I, I so think, I'm with you. I thought that Jernigan yeah. has been one of the standouts on this defense ever since week one. And I think one of the things that you saw today, too, on a larger picture is Look, we're not down on the field, and I'm not saying the Giants weren't trying. That's all I'm saying. But I think you saw, and that on that fourth down play at the end of the half, where they went from it, they went for it from five inches out. I think you saw how much the Eagles just completely overmatched them there. I mean, they got him two yards behind the line of scrimmage, which is tough to do when you only have five inches to go. And Vinny Curry did it. I mean, yeah. for all that we and talked, Joe and, right? When we talked about all spring and all of summer during training camp about you know Vinny Curry, when's he going to step up? It was a bad contract by Howie Roseman, and it probably doesn't change that conversation. But for him to burst through the line and blow up, you know, I believe it was uh, Orleans Darkway in the back in the backfield uh-huh. to blow that play up. That was a huge play, and if the Giants score there at the end of the half after Doug's fourth and eight decision, that, that changes the game because the Giants get the ball back at the start of the second half. They go into the locker room with some momentum. So huge play from Vinnie Curry, and I don't think the defense can get enough credit for that stop. And I think, like, it's what I was going to say was it's hard to sometimes quantify what Doug's what Doug brings to this team in terms of emotional intelligence and open heart and all those things Jeffrey Lurie talked about. But today, I did think you saw the you saw the difference between Doug Peterson's team came to play. They didn't play great but they played hard. They didn't put their head down. I thought the Giants didn't look like a team that was playing as hard as Eagles. I thought the, the Eagles looked like the team that wanted it more today, and I think you saw that by the fact that even when they fell behind late, they fought back, they got the job done, didn't make a ton of dumb penalties. I mean, the Malcolm Jenkins one on Odell late down the sideline was not a good one, but you look at the Giants, Odell gets that personal foul, the uh, flag in the end zone for celebrating. They had that play where the Giants center held Elijah Qualls, uh, towards the end of the game, it was a 15-yard penalty. I mean, the Giants really kicked themselves in the foot a lot, of, or shot, shot themselves in the foot a lot of times. So I thought this was a good game for Doug. Actually, I think it kind of showed the difference between him and McAdoo, and then maybe they was just something you probably wouldn't have said at this time last year. They did get the right coach, so I thought it was a huge win for Doug. Again, two and one in the division, so big win. Obviously, all right, so we talked about the defense. I want to talk about Wentz a little more in yep. the passing game, and let's talk about Alshon too because. I didn't think Alshon had a very good game. I know he got deep and Wentz missed him on that uh, touchdown that should have been 
inexcusable miss by Wentz. If you're any quarterback, but especially if you're going to be a franchise quarterback, in a game like this where your team needs to win, you have to make that throw where he misses him down the sideline, overthrows him by about five yards. That might have been one of the worst throws I've seen Wentz make since he's been drafted when you consider the situation and what could have been. Yeah, and then the problem is, Elliot, and I'm not going to sit here and and limit Carson Wentz to being a dink-and-dunk quarterback, but I will say this. You, he has to improve on the deep ball. He, does. He, he missed Alshon Jeffrey deep in that spot. He missed Torrey Smith about four yards out of bounds on what had the chance to be another big play down the field on a deep passing attempt. This hasn't been the strength of, of Carson Wentz's game since he's no. been here, and it really hasn't been his strength of the first three games of this season. No, it hasn't. So, this, not a good game from Wentz. Uh, Alshon didn't come up. Let's talk about reasons to be encouraged, though. What were some things you saw today that make you feel better about this team than you did before the game started? Well, I think the defense showed you a lot. They showed you that you can come up big with their backs against the wall and big fourth down opportunities. I'm encouraged by that. Uh, big picture, I'm encouraged that Carson Wentz was able to put together a yeah. drive down the field to tie the game and a drive down the field to win the game. He was 3 of 7, I believe it was, passing on the, the set-up drive to kick the field goal to tie the game. To do that twice in the fourth quarter when he really hadn't had that moment before, to, that's almost an early career-defining moment yeah. for me in a division game. So I'm encouraged there. I'm encouraged by the play of the defensive line. I thought they played exceptionally well today. If you want to talk about discouraged... Left guard still an absolute mess. Absolute I wrote this mess. in the Chance analysis. Warmack was terrible today. He gave up two sacks in the first quarter to the point where they pulled him for uh, putting in Stefan Wisniewski. Then they rotated back and forth, and on Warmack's first snap back in the game, he misses a block that winds up being the tackle on a LeGarrette Blunt run. So a bad performance from Chance Warmack, who was as big a liability in pass protection as we thought he'd be. And Isaac Sayamalu wasn't part of that left guard rotation, so I think that's interesting. Big picture, I think the line is still the biggest concern, and I, I don't know that I feel great about this secondary if these injuries linger. Yeah, so for me, I was encouraged by two things. You already mentioned the defense line, so I'll stay away from that. I was encouraged by the running game. I mean, look, like I said, the Giants do not have a good defensive line when it comes to stopping the run. Coming into this game, they were, I think, fourth worst in the league against the run. So the Eagles should have been able to run the ball against this team. But you know what? They did it. They did. They came out. They dominated 193 yards. Doug, and again, this is why I think Doug, the criticism of Doug for not running the ball against the Chiefs was was stupid because they couldn't run the ball against the Chiefs. But you saw today when the running game is working and they feel going into the game that they have the ability to run the ball, Doug's going to do it. So, look, not every team is going to have the Chiefs defense. The Eagles are going to play teams this year that have bad run defenses. And I think you saw today that they have the ability to take over and, and run the ball when they have to. And that's huge because, as you've mentioned, you don't need Wentz throwing the ball 50, you know, 45, 50 times every game. And I think today you saw his arm got a little bit of a rest. And, again, I think, you know, you said it, but – Carson Wentz getting that game-winning drive, to me, was big. I didn't think he played well, as I mentioned, but the thing I've said time and time again about Wentz is nothing rattles this guy, whether it's pressure in the pocket, whether it's an interception, whether it's you know falling behind. Wentz is always even-keeled, and I think that really... Like the, the team picks up on that. When Bradford was the quarterback and they had you know quarterbacks shuffling in and out, you could see this team kind of folded easier. I think with Wentz as their leader, voted as a captain, quarterback of the team, I think you can see that... They, they rebound better. I mean, things, this team doesn't get as rattled. When, when they got this game, though it was going to go to overtime, but even when they got this game to the fact that it was about to go to overtime, I was even surprised by that because 
we've seen them lose this game time and time again. Yep. We've seen them, you know, look ugly at home and then they fall behind and all the fans are mad. It really felt like in that third quarter and really most of the fourth, the fans here were just waiting to drown this team with booze. And I mean, before that, I don't think the offense played very well in the first half. They, they no. couldn't get the ball moving and it wasn't until that second drive when Garrett Blunt had a 13-yard uh, run that it seemed to spark the offense a little bit. And that's what, when we talk about them needing to run the ball, you know, more, I think it's, you needed them to run the ball more effectively early. Yeah. Because once you had the Giants kind of playing back on their heels, it opened things up a little bit for the run game and the passing game alike. So if you can replicate this game plan where you can go into a game and you can run the ball 45% of the times that you pass it in the first quarter and build on that throughout and you find out what's working and, and follow the game plan that way, I think that's the recipe for success for this team. But Elliot, they have to cut down on these fourth quarter turnovers. The Ertz yeah. turnover today led to the Giants touchdown. Last week it was um, the Carson Wentz interception that led to the Travis Kelsey touchdown. You can't consistently, you're good enough to beat a bad Giants team and now 0-3 Giants team in the division surviving fourth quarter turnovers. When you start playing the Oakland Raiders or the Cowboys late in the year or even a team like Arizona coming in here in a big spot, you can't afford to turn the football over against good mm-hmm. football teams late in the game and expect to be able to overcome those things. No, I agree. And look, I think what you saw today about the Eagles too is this is a team that's capable of winning when they're not playing at their best. And how when's the last time we could say that about this team? I mean, you know, having won a playoff game since 2008 haven't made the playoffs since 2013 this team isn't they don't win these type of games so I think to see them come out here have your quarterback play poorly to be so banged up to be playing a desperate team I don't think I mean you were probably right I didn't make enough of the fact that the Giants were desperate but you saw there out there today the Giants obviously needed this win and the Eagles still got the job done so I think this was a very encouraging win for the Eagles on a number of levels yep. but just because you know second year quarterbacks second year head coaches playing against a team led by a guy that's won two Super Bowls you're not supposed to win this game this isn't a game where you know there's I think they're too early in the rebuild to to be to consistently win this type of game so I was impressed by that so I agree now now they're two and one two and oh in the division and a great great place three weeks into the season head to the Chargers next week so and depending what the Cowboys do tomorrow night against the Cardinals you could be in the driver's seat of the division after the first three games and you go out to LA next week and you play a team that you match up fairly well against them. We'll get into that later in the week, but this is the type of game that I think springboards you into what after next week becomes one of the more manageable portions of the entire schedule. And if you think about it, when we did our season preview, we both thought they were going to start off slow. Yep. So now you're standing 2-1 and one with really two impressive wins and one win. I mean, your loss, you could have won. So I think they've played very well against a tough schedule to start the season. Even though the NFC doesn't seem like it's going to be as good as people thought, division games are always tough. So the fact that they pulled this off is very impressive. We're going to wrap this up here we got plenty to do off of this win um as always tweet us your reaction to the to the game we want to hear your hot takes what did you like what did you not like and we'll discuss them on tuesday's show with joe Gillio. so tweet us at hashtag the no huddle show or email us at the no huddle show at njadvancemedia.com we read everyone and we're going to make sure we read them on tuesday and we'll talk about it go subscribe to the podcast we're on all different platforms itunes google play all those different things we'll put them in the description so we're going to get out of here. My head's still spinning a little bit off of this, off of this win. So I look forward to it, writing about it, and I'll talk to you Tuesday. Sounds good, Elliot. Should be a good week. All right.